everybody, just before we start this episode, I just wanted to let you know that this was originally meant to be a lot longer episode. Unfortunately, due to some issues with Zoom, it got cut in half. But I still wanted to release this because the 45 minutes that we did manage to record was a lot of fun. So once the music ends, we will begin it. We'll also do a whole countdown for you guys to enjoy. And you can watch the first 45 minutes of Steven Seagal's Under Siege. And welcome to a very special Beaver Does Movies episode. I've decided to go back to the commentary route uh, last minute because someone begged me to do it. Uh, no names, but you, you, you're probably going to bring it up. This is the last day of Steven Seagal. We've had some very lows and last episode we had a decent high with his first movie. And I decided why not go for the best? what is considered the best Steven Seagal movie. So now I've decided to bring back someone from last year's. Hopefully this time we don't end up killing anybody (laughs) because what happened was we slandered him so much. He died. (laughs) Uh, Michael, remember when we killed Screech? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. remember Remember when we killed him? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to admit to this because now he's dead. <laughs> I know. It's, he's not even cold. <laughs> we're, we're already saying that we killed him. Yeah, like if we like, I don't want to be the. No, I don't want Screech's death on my conscience. <laughs> because uh, last time I did a theme of, I had the real debaters, Michael Petro and Jimmy Simpson, and yeah, the main reason why I, I did that was because Jimmy looks like Screech. Have you oh. heard from him recently, though? Because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we've heard from jimmy we saw jimmy a couple like a week ago, yeah, a week ago. so because he's jimmy's still in mourning technically martin navarro is here of the real debaters as well welcome sir first time ever thank you thanks for having me i'm excited to do this i love this movie so <laughs> this is, yeah. don't be excited he's gonna beat you up with crap <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we don't kill steven seagal so that's the yep. main thing I just want to say before we start for Martin, because he this he's heard about me and me and Mark have done this, me and Jimmy have done this. Now Martin is Rob's the last one to to pop his cherry with you. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to say, Martin, uh, you've been warned. <laughs> Why you got to be so sexual? It's it's not even like five minutes, and you're already getting sexual no, with not, it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to sexual. There's tits in this movie, but like, I, I'm just saying, like this show. The best thing about it is the crap you watch. Yeah. Well, although we are watching the best Steven Seagal movie, at least I'm not having you guys watch such shit as China Salesman and Killing Salazar, a.k.a. Cartels, which is available on Netflix. (laughs) I recognize the studio that's making this, so I'm already happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's Warner Brothers, so we're pretty much good to go. And so what we're doing for today is we're going to do a commentary track. The last time I did that, I, I forgot because I got so bl- blast out drunk watching cats that I, <laughs> I ended the night 
drunk ordering skip the dishes and Naruto running down the hall <laughs> after my food. So luckily I'm I'm sober. Uh, I don't plan to get drunk. I don't think there's any alcohol in the house after last time because I think I drank it all. So if you guys want to watch along, we will do a countdown to five and then we will start the movie. So in five, four, three, two, one, start. And now we start. <laughs> no problems at all. Didn't have to edit that shit out. <laughs> So there are subtitles. Is the uh, sound good enough for you, gentlemen? Oh, yeah. All right. And like I said, there's subtitles, so we don't have to worry about missing any pivotal lines dialogue. in this. Yes. <laughs> Some pivotal dialogue. Or just, in general, Steven Seagal mumbling his lines. I miss these kind of opening credits. Andrew Davis did Above the Law. I also miss this kind of music too. Yeah, it's got that. This is the old school action movie music. Yeah. I forgot Tommy Lee Jones was in this. He's the bad guy. The bad yes. guy. Under Siege. Um, actually, if Gary Busey. <laughs> Harry Busey. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Um, That's her name, Erica Eleniak. That's the Playboy model. Yes. And she was in uh, Baywatch, too. Ooh. Okay, here's here's the first first bit of knowledge I'll drop on everybody. Um, it, this is the... I don't know if this, this is the only one, but it is definitely where he doesn't sport his ponytail, if you know. And that... Um, that fact is only because navy men weren't allowed to have hair that was longer than four inches off their collar so oh. they wouldn't let them do it so there'd be continuity because who would be allowed on the uss missouri i think it is we'll bring that up but who would be allowed on a ship with a ponytail yeah that's true look at these guys' outfits it's just a navy outfit it's a uniform i know and you know, and you know, Seagal refused to wear an outfit. Yeah. He had to add this line in just to show that he's an asshole and didn't want to wear the uniform. Like what? What's yeah? Getting your whites. That's what's funny is that like he That's had dress. Come, yeah, but he had to come in the room dressed like nobody else. Like that's yeah. just a power move. Well, he's a Navy SEAL, right? And this is a he's a former Navy SEAL, so I mean. That guy can wear whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, that's right. I was like, how did how is Steven Seagal here? How did they write him in? <laughs> Don't come back, you fucker. Yeah. I want to use you for killing. In your blacks. Get the fuck out of here. Was that was that dress or was that just him in his black specific shirt that he's always in in every movie? His chef shirt? I don't know, man. Whatever he wears to work. I have a he's, shirt. He's, like a, he's a cook, yes. Yeah. I was totally not lying when I said I love this movie. <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but Busey and Seagal's character don't get along, right? Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. They, they're, yeah. They're button heads. Okay. 
Isn't it Missouri? Yeah, it is. It's Missouri. <laughs> but don't you pronounce it Missouri? Don't people in Missouri pronounce it Missouri? <laughs> I hope somebody in Missouri drops the knowledge on us. I'm just saying, like, if, if we're going to pronounce it, how, how hard would that be just to get that right? <laughs> oh, Lord. He should have stuck to his original costume, God. <laughs> oh. I mean, I would love to be on there this. There you go. He's got his uniform Tuco. now. His chef uniform. Yeah. Oh, Tuco. Tuco yeah. from, from uh, yeah. Breaking Bad. Not just Tuco, but the guy from, uh, what's that, uh, Denzel Washington movie, um, Training Day. Guy who likes to get his shit pushed Bush. in. in. Yeah. <laughs> Bush is in this? Yes. <laughs> This was um, this speech and this story that they're talking about was actually going on in 1991, I believe, at the time. Like, so the, this actually happened. They, this story is inspired by something that did happen politically with a nuclear disarming of another country at the time in the Navy. So when they wrote the script, they wrote that in mind so that the political ties in the movie were accurate to the political ties at the time. Fucking Bush. That was George Bush. Yeah, he was there earlier. That's why he yelled Bush. That's what I'm saying. That's found footage of Bush giving that speech, and they're using the speech he was talking, he was using as part of the story that's going on. Yeah, it's very similar to uh, Above the Law because that kind of predicted the crack epidemic as well. As that movie came out, the crack academic started. So he's very topical, that Steven Seagal. Tackles the real world issues, man. He does. With some Aikido. Uh, Andrew Davis also directed Above the Law as well. I wish we were drinking because I was waiting for one of us to say Aikido first. <laughs> that, that might be the drinking game for the episode. I might put that in the in the title. Like I have nothing against Aikido, but it's just not the popularized martial arts. So. Oh, dude! When Steven Seagal movies came out, Aikido went through the roof. Yeah, okay. yeah, he was struggling when before but then after above the law just exploded in popularity yep this guy right here he was like one of the first non-asians to do martial arts on screen and just kick everyone's ass like he looked good doing it so that's why like is that alistair overeem hang on oh is that alistair overeem the fighter (laughs) (laughs) i mean i I don't he looks like alistair overeem like they look very similar yeah Uh, i uh I love Navy movies, though. Like, I really, as much as I hate Steven Seagal movies, <laughs> I really do. I mean, this is a good one. Don't get me wrong. It's probably one of the better ones. I mean, it was uh, it was his idea for the stripper bit. He was like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we had a stripper on a, on a, on a Navy ship? And then they were like, well, a bunch of white dickhead director men at the time were like, yeah, let's do that. So, Dude, this thing, this thing got not, I think it not nominated for an Oscar for sound. I think you're right. I don't know if it won, but I know it for sure got nominated for sound. Let's see. So Andrew Davis, he yeah. also did The Fugitive. Yes. yes. And, he, and he was kicked off The Running Man and then went straight to Above the Law. Wait, wait, was he tripped up on Running Man or was he kicked off? Yeah, he was man. just thrown off. Oh, okay. um, you know what? To tie into that, Beave, um, Harrison Ford watched this and this was what made him decide to take the Fugitive, because The Fugitive was Davis's follow-up film. Oh, wow. That so, was a good film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, 
But like he looked at it from the director's perspective instead of like this is such a good film. <laughs> it's like this guy can make a good action film if they give him a budget because clearly because they had to like build a barge to replicate replicate replicant fucking Westworld. Um, no, that's not Westworld. That's Blade Runner. Um, they had to like build a hundred by sixty foot barge to make a copy of whatever ship it was to make the USS Missouri. Oh wow. So apparently this was nominated for Best Sound Effects Editing and Best Sound at the Academy Awards. Fuck me. Yeah. Right back. G- Ginger Boy here was in Transformers too. Oh. He was also in 24. He was the bodyguard or the Secret Service agent. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Neither do I, Steven. I don't like surprises either, buddy. He just has that big dick energy, Steven Seagal. Like, look at him. <laughs> look at him when you look at him on screen. Like, when he's just saying his lines, like, yeah, I got a big cock. <laughs> like, that's how he says every line in every movie. He just, look at him. Look at that confidence. Especially yeah. in the face of, I didn't realize how small Tuco was. Yeah. Or he's, is Steven Seagal first... just standing on something to have more big dick energy? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> just fucking with Mark. Oh, here's the knife trick. Oh, it's yeah. the trick I thought it was. I thought it was the hand thing. I think I think Gary Busey is just below Nicolas Cage for me in a guy I love in everything he's in, even if it's bad shit. But did, did Gary Busey ever have a leaving Las Vegas moment? Like, did he ever have that in his career? Because that's had, uh, he had uh, Buddy Holly, which got uh-huh. a lot of buzz. Okay, I. I'll t- I, yeah, point. You get a point yeah. for that. And then he also had Point Break. Oh, I fucking love Point Break, man. Same, same. Yeah. Okay. But like his little hands say it's about time to rock and roll. <laughs> two meatball subs. Two meatball subs. <laughs> Utah. Two meatball subs. <laughs> Just laughing at uh like newspaper cartoons. Yeah. Laughing his ass off while bank robberies happen behind him. <laughs> The the trope is constantly done though in all navy films. Like as much as I love watching a good navy, like a like a ship on ship battle, whether it be like like Pirates of the Caribbean is fun to watch just because ships blasting cannons going really slow is like that's there's a lot of tension there. So like watching updated versions of it is great. Like I watched Black Sea a couple weeks ago and was like that's a perfect fucking Jude Law movie that I completely forgot existed and like have now been like brought back into Navy ship battle movies, but it's always like old dude who's the commander, two guys who are battling each other out for rank, and they each have like a kiss at kiss at friend or like sidekick. Yeah. Did you did you ever watch Midway? It's not a great movie, but if you just want to see ships blow up and planes blow up, it's a it's a fun movie to watch. I started it and just probably had to watch, go watch it high though. Don't watch it sober. Okay. Watch it high. <laughs> okay. I, I watched it like high as a kite and I was like, oh, this is so cool. A lot of explosions and shit. Oh, this is where he fucks. Is he, this is where he spits in his. Yep. He's Spit. son of a bitch. Yeah. It's just as an Asian, that's just like a waste of food. I'm like, man, there's just, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Guys in the back are like, I was going to eat that lady, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the family meal for the kitchen staff. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Look at how he hawks that loogie. Oh. Just disgusting. Like that's a like either now is that method? Did he like 
go get in like a really dry environment to get some boogers to like snort as hard as he could. <laughs> See, Gary Busey doesn't have that big dick energy Steven Seagal does, but he has like I don't give a fuck energy. That crazy energy. Yeah, that yeah. He He's like, I got, I got a small dick, but I don't give a fuck. I will kill you. He will pull a knife on you on drive through. Yeah. yeah. I really need you to continue the usage of big dick and small dick energy. <laughs> I just need you to refer to everybody we ever watch a movie and just look over at me once and be like, that's big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> BDE, baby. <laughs> Was that an like an ice thing? Um, what do you call it? Uh, I think it's uh, what they use for turkeys to like uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, here comes the cake. It's still a ways, man. I know, but I'm just I'm just prepping everybody, so we all know. Here comes the cake, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we'll just wait. I know it's it's just like. I guess it's that one scene in a Who's movie. Who's this kid? Who's he, what, which one? Oh, he's that guy. this guy. Is he in anything? There, yeah. He looks familiar. Yeah. Um, for some reason, I'm thinking of that movie uh, He Man with Dolph Lundgren. For some reason, I, I feel like he was in it, but I don't think he was. This is like Fast the weirdest I've seen to uh, Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I'm so used to seeing him in a suit or something very similar. Boy, that this was a fugitive outhouse, every doghouse, outhouse, farmhouse, like yeah. that. That was Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, and he went. He went from this to uh, the fugitive. I like Tommy Lee Jones as an old man. Yes, like like I loved him in um uh, uh Coen Brothers. Not there will be blood. Why is the name of the movie? This is why I'm not, you know, a professional. Um, what is it called? The Josh Bro with Josh Brolin? Yeah. What's that called again? Country I can't Cold. remember either. Thank you. There we go. No country. <laughs> no country. Yeah. That's how I like my Tommy Lee. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here comes. Here comes like that scene. Like I, it's just the most useless scene in a movie because it doesn't tie anything together. It just it's that throwback to like the Vietnam days when like the Playboy models would come through, you know, and the USO oh. tours. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. Like, we need to so put you tour in this thing. So what are you saying? She's walking with big tit energy. Yeah, BTE. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty Guys good. just stroking his screen. <laughs> Better, I mean, that's if he's stroking something else that takes us to an R-rated movie. Especially yeah. like two guys like, sitting next to each other too. Sorry, this is R-rated because there's boobs. And like, when yeah. was the last time you saw a Playboy magazine? Like, who even has that anymore? Um, uh, like, like in a store? In general. In, in general, I mean, I don't, I don't. Who reads magazines anymore to begin with? But who pays for porn? <laughs> people do i i've never i never done it the only the only time i found porn is in the forest <laughs> it was all foot stuff too usually pretty much <laughs> i think this is what tommy lee jones brought to set when he played two-faced yeah yeah oh, what was what did he say to jim carrey like at the start of filming i'm not up for your tomfoolery or something like that yeah he was yeah he was like you can't make me laugh yeah. Fuck you, comedian, funny man. Yeah. And then tries to like out 
joking the entire way. Just derailed everything. What else was Erica in? Oh, hang on here. I got some links. Apparently Baywatch. That's a yeah. date. Um, under, she was in E.T. too. She was Pretty Girl in E.T. She didn't even get <laughs> name credit. Uh, Blob in 1988. She's in Beverly Hillbillies. That's it. That's what I was... 90, oh, 1988 Blob. That's a good one. Uh, Sean, Sean Smith from Soul. Uh, yeah, she's... Wow. Like, a long time. <laughs> yeah. She was... Uh, her first paid gig was the Star Wars Underoos commercial, I think. A what? Star Wars Underoos commercial. She was C-3PO girl in a short. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. awesome. I think yeah. I love her. <laughs> um, but Yeah. She's got... Like, did they really have to zoom? Like, this they did in the 90s. Like, did they yeah. really have to, like, zoom in the boobs when she was just taking a pill? Like, they could have put that pill anywhere else. Yeah. No, that's just... That's what happens when you have a bunch of perverted white dudes on set in control. Cole Meany, man. Star Trek yeah. Space Nine, baby. Cole Meany in uh, Layer Cake is the Cole Meany I love. He will always be Chief O'Brien to me. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting that he was actually in Next Generation as like a background yeah. character too. He was one of the side characters too. Yeah. He was he was like a poor man's uh, Scotty. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But Irish. He was yeah, he was just like we need another accent. So and let's make him in charge of something mechanical. Look at this cool just eating bread. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out, eating bread on shift. And that's how he got fat. Okay. Hey, that line, <laughs> that line little E one prick. So little E one prick. Is the ranking that Ensign one? Well, no, it's some sort of ranking system in the military, but that's the lowest rank you can have on a navy ship, I think. Oh. So he's like the lowest ranking prick out of all the pricks. So he gets the he gets the this the shitty duties. No, that's just what he refers to him as because he's a prick. <laughs> uh Comini was in a great series recently called Gangs of London. Oh uh, what where do you stream that? Uh uh Crave. Crave? Okay. It's di- it's directed by the guy who did the Raid Redemption. Oh. So it's amazing. Um, oh, what? <laughs> Jay, do you see it? Yeah. What? Very- <laughs> Wait, is that guy you see? Yeah. Holy Jesus. <laughs> Good old Commander Krill. That's why I didn't want Steven Seagal around is because he would jump on him. I feel that like Gary Busey was like, let's do this right before. Like, oh, this- he just goes all in on this one. He can't hold back. Yeah. yeah to no, make but this I- scene work, you got to go all in. I wonder how many people didn't know. I think this is one of those like, we just hush hush. So when it comes in, it's more shock value. You, I, I don't think they told the back. You think they told the background actors? Probably not. Eh? They're just like, oh. okay, this is just going to happen. Yeah. 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 Guys, like, that chick looks hot. Wait a minute. That's Gary. God damn it, Gary. <laughs> oh, go see the captain with your, you know, unshaven leg. So one of the actors that is a part of Tommy Lee Jones's group is Kane Hodder, a.k.a. Jason. Really? Yes. Which one is it? It's one of the, it's one of the two. I can't fully see him. Doesn't get a lot of camera time. No, he's mainly just, just to get beaten up. Apparently, he had huge issues with Steven Seagal because he would hit him too hard. 
terrible. It, so much so that a bunch of them got together and was like, we've got to deal with Steven Seagal because he's just trying to snap us. <laughs> it's that big dick energy, man. He just it's, pretty it's, much it's too strong for anyone, any normal man. And I mentioned this before, but Gene LaBelle, who is a famous pro wrestler and kind of a mentor to Ronda Rousey, says, hey, you say you can get out of a ch- chokehold. Let me put a chokehold on, on, on you. He does it. Eight seconds, he passes out and then proceeds to shit himself. Steven Seagal? Yeah. <laughs> who put... Okay, wait. Sorry, Ronda Rousey put him in one? Or no, uh, Gene LaBelle, her men- and mentor. He choked out Steven Seagal and then made him poop himself. Yeah. Man. That's some big, falling. big energy. If you're wrestling, clear your bowels, man. Yeah, pretty Press much. that shit out. Enemas shit. before... <laughs> shit before you get choked yeah. out. Like okay? you're preparing for an anal scene. Just fucking flush it all out. If you're ever <laughs> Wrong industry, Martin. We're not wrong. I'm industry. just saying it, it works on every level. Wrestling, porn. Yeah. Same thing, man. <laughs> Pretty much. No one that, yeah. That'll put a, a muffler in, if you know what a muffler is. <laughs> it's where you get like a water toilet paper and shove it up your ass. Ooh. Just in case it might leak out. So just to kind of clog that up during the match. That's a story. Story said by oh. Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine how hard this scene. Like, like looking through what we've evolved to now. Oh shit! Oh damn! Oh, gun, yeah, the one, the one hit punch. But like, like, how did they get all those guns on there? Like, was there no one looking in the bags? <laughs> you know, or were there metal detectors when they got on the chopper? Oh, yeah, this is really double cross. But um, what like. Just for a second, guys, like let's appreciate how hard this must have been for Erica to do because this is a ship, a set, probably predominantly like old white dudes all on this, and she has to come out and do this bit. Like this is not how is that different from any other movie in the nineties or the eighties? Well, no, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying, like I'm not I'm not saying this is the only one, but it's like, you know, this is when you look back now and you're like, Oh my god, that would not have that's not acting. You're just stripping. It's still a while, Mike. It's not coming anytime soon. It's Steven Seagal still has to escape from the from the the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot funnier if they had a window in the fridge. You see his head just poking out. Let me out. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Very very shining, where his head's like up against the wall. Like, aren't you? Won't you get cold in there? Get sick? Like, it, it's, how long has he been in that freezer? He doesn't get cold. <laughs> he is Steven Seagal. Yeah. Oh, he this kid too. Uh, he's. Did we mention that? Did I miss that he's also in um, Fugitive, the young soldier outside of the. Oh, he the... He's the one who gets shot. Oh, that's him. That's why yeah. he looks so familiar. Yeah. The yeah, guy, yeah. the guy who got shot in the leg, uh, with the mustache. He's yeah. in a lot of Andrew Davis stuff. He's also in Above the Law as the police captain, yes. and he's in the Fugitive as well. Yes, he is. He's one of the police officers who interviews um, Harrison Ford's character after they accuse him of killing his wife. He yeah. dies in the sequel, though, doesn't he? That kid? Because uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character kills him? Yeah, I think it's the sequel. He gets he gets killed, but in the first one, he just gets shot. Like, he's yeah. bullets. He gets shot by a Glock. So that guy that I just mentioned, he's actually a legit cop and they use him as a advisor for a lot of scenes 
Sure. They probably put him in in one or two because he's the only one who knows what he's doing. <laughs> Pretty much. Can you just take the stairs? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta look cool while doing it. <laughs> Gotta show him that you, you, you're cool as shit. I still love this movie, but yeah, obvious plot hole. How did you get all those guns on board? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why they brought the woman on board. Just <laughs> distracts from the whole point. Yes. Okay. Now it maybe makes sense. Maybe somebody was like, well, if the stripper's in the room, we can get all these guns on. All right. You, uh, fair enough. Let's just forget about the metal detectors. They're just there for show anyways. Yeah. Oh, we can't. She's got like uh, magnesium in her breast and it would take it off. <laughs> It's hilarious him just like searching while in drag. It's just he's got the stock gun in his hand. Yeah. What exactly are they looking for on this? Does anybody remember? Like launch codes or something? <laughs> That's it. It is launch codes because it dates back to that whole speech thing. This was a ship that had access to launch codes, so that's how they tied it in at the present at the time of the movie being filmed. Um, this is only the this is the only Steven Seagal movie certified certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey. What did it get? Sixty-one. Um, Sixty-one. Okay. I think. Oh, okay. Nine, score. Nine of the actors in this film, including Tommy Lee Jones, returned a year later to appear in The Fugitive. Wow. Nine people from one movie are like, how? How do you hire nine people again? They <laughs> so, started their own. They started their own club. No Steven Seagal club. Yeah. yeah. We're moving up. We're moving into Harrison territory. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can we come live with you, Harrison? Steven Seagal just keeps beating us up. <laughs> it looks German. That's like a German outfit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is I it? A, is I it one of the nerd? <laughs> just a nerd. <laughs> it's not German. It's just a nerd. That that that's nerd collar, not Nazi collar. <laughs> okay. Don't pretend like you know how to read the radar, Tommy. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know how to read the radar. Come on, Dopey, you deaf? <laughs> that guy looks like he's from like a sci-fi movie. He looks like he touches children. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the nuclear football they have, or something like it. He does that, look that guy right there, he was in the fugitive. He's the guy, the fugitive, ah. one of the fugitives who runs away. He's yeah, the, he's the, the prison. Yeah, the yeah, fucking... the they shoot him in the head. Tommy Good. Jones says. He looks like the the unethical scientists in movies where they're experimenting. He decides to lick the experiment. Mm. Look at that. Look at the disc. And his name is Mr. Pitt. I never knew that. His name is Mr. Pitt. Tommy's name? No, the, the, the guy who touches kids. Fuck. <laughs> <like it. laughs> we welded shut the crosses. That I do enjoy hearing Cole Meany. Yeah. On this man. Voxel. Ah, here it is. I have the exact thing I should have said earlier. <laughs> Instead of just paraphrasing it. The events in the movie take place mid to late December 91. Uh, opening scenes mentioned that the Japanese attacks on Pearl Harbor, so that's pulling from real life. 
placed 50 years earlier on December 7, 1941. So in 1941, they put the nukes on the ships, and this was around the time that George Bush was wanting to remove them from the ships. So it was a, like a sign of like we're denuclearizing. Yeah, we're denuclearizing our navy. Wow! And at the time of its release, the movie was the highest-grossing movie not to have been pre-screened for critics. That fucking oh. thing looks good, man. That, that roast beef. Good. I'm getting hungry right now. Me God. too. <laughs> I like how he's just. He's tossing me. Yeah. <laughs> he's not even throwing it to anybody. He's just throwing it on the consoles. For Friday the director. <laughs> what is that in the script? Man throws meat at buddy. <laughs> yeah. Man throws meat 60 degrees off starboard. <laughs> it's, it's you gotta get nautical. You do, yeah, totally. Can you imagine? Like instead of like stage left, stage right, they were like starboard and port in the script. <laughs> Something, something sound, good old boy. You know what? He stepped up his game in The Fugitive. Yeah, he did. A lot. A lot. Promoted. Was this his like, first movie or what? Like, it, it seems like it's like a rookie movie for him. Probably first speaking role. It's a lot of lines for a rookie movie. Like, <laughs> chewing that roast beef, Tommy. Same knife, he uses it at the knife fight at the end, which is awesome. Oh, that's right. It's a one-on-one -on -one knife fight. Is his name Ensign Taylor? Um, Tommy's name? No, uh, that guy. What? Oh, Seagal? What, what, huh? No, this oh. guy. This guy, Ensign yeah. Taylor. I think from Fugitive? He is an Ensign, though. He's, I, I remember his rank was Ensign. It might be Taylor. Oh, that's his rank, because I yeah. know. Sit high. I found him. Uh, Tom Wood. Oh. He was also in U U.S. Marshals. Yep. Uh, Apollo 13. And that's it. <laughs> Man, he stopped. Uh, he still did stuff, just stuff that I care about anyway. Oh. I wonder what he's up to now. His last one was the Meatloaf TV movie to Hell and Back. Playing Kevin Frizz. That I did not see. At least it's a character with a name instead of guy in army fatigue. Well, Meatloaf was a pretty popular franchise <laughs> in the 80s. These old 80s and 90s action movies are just, there's so much plot hole here. Like, no train, <laughs> no train group mercenaries would go into a room with only one exit. Like, that makes no sense. They would wait for it to be flushed out. This is awesome. What he does here, this whole scene is amazing. Like, he just yeah. does so much to kill everybody that's about to get him. I think he's dead. <laughs> No gun, 
They have automatic weapons. Well, how is he going to do this? Amazing. He's going to have Aikido all over them. <laughs> I, I do love that his whole thing is Aikido, where the main idea behind it is to disarm samurais. That was the whole reason it was invented, and he managed to make it mainstream. I think the reason why it was mainstream was because he snapped that one dude's arm and then snapped his neck. That's how he got over. That. So did he make defense offense? <laughs> or is like disarming a samurai considered offense? Because this all feels so defensive. Like they come at you and then you defend yourself in a way that you, use their, mo- you use their momentum involved. Like it's... Boom. Oh, wow. To the jugular. Yeah. So accurate with that throwing knife. This fool's dead. Yeah. You can just see... You wouldn't grab a samurai sword like that. My neck is so strong, you can't choke me. He just look at that, look at that power move right there. Just overpowers the dude. <laughs> he like chokes him out with his forearm. Right? He just fucking kills him with a forearm. Doesn't even do anything else. And now I have weapons. This is awesome. Homemade bomb. This is where he should have put a little in his mouth and been like, you know. Just mellow out. Or like just taste it. Like, well, it's good vintage. Combs got the right idea. Yeah. So you just have a cocktail. That whole seat right there just looked like it was right out of Star Trek. <laughs> It did. The panel they were sitting in front of <laughs> resembled the USS Enterprise command deck. He probably just randomly was like, beaming in. Oh, shit. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Yeah, like, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> oh, the guy he loved to cook for. Yeah. Is now got his own goose. His goose is cooked. <laughs> Just takes him to the kitchen, puts him in the oven. <laughs> that would be, I mean, that's some sort of like, is that like a pyre? Like a, like a flaming yeah. end off? Cream, like, good old cremation in the, in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. I fed you, now you can feed me. <laughs> <laughs> that's some army hammer shit, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> man, if his career survives, then anything is possible. I was joking uh, with Mike uh, Reed that this may be some deep level method acting and that he's going to show up in the Clarice TV show as Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh. Is he... Okay, hang on, hang on. Is he, is he, in... was he supposed to be in that? Or is no, he... he wasn't, but I'm just thinking, I'm like, it's like oh. a deep level marketing ploy. I just want to point out, that's the same aircraft that they use in Independence Day. Really? Yeah, F-18, F-18 Hornet. Is, is and the Raptors like the big new one, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the F twenty five Raptors, the new the new ship. Or F twenty two, I think. I can't remember. The one that can like take off vertically. Yeah, that's the new one. 
be like instead of needing the whole what that gun i love that gun on a ship yeah that's my, like that, the Vulcan minigun yeah. <laughs> Vulcan I, I, I especially like it when someone's carrying it around yeah terminator <laughs> yeah. 2 terminator 2 predator but that oh, yeah, predator. yeah old painless old yeah. painless. jesse the body ventura man that was like oh that was a great movie oh it's so good I just like that gun because it's the gun that shoots all of the like all the bombs have been launched, and that just like shoots the bombs in the air. That's how fast that fucking gun is. Good music choice too. I know yeah. Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> what is? Why did they gotta say kimchi? Like why? Yeah. Why would? What did you say? Deep shit. Like this is yeah. an R-rated movie, right? Yeah, it's an R-rated movie. Why are we not like, saying? Why, what, where's the Korean reference? Like, do they eat kimchi in this? Like, does is that? Is is he Korean? Does he marry to a Korean woman? What the I fuck? Know. I always wonder, like, why would you say kimchi out of all the things? Like, what? <laughs> Kimchi's great for you. It's good for it's probiotic, gut healthy gut biome. <laughs> Don't bullshit me. <laughs> He's been a joint chief before, that guy. going on buddy oh, yeah because you can put it up on the big screen <laughs> it'd be funny if he's just like you don't have the lodge codes uh seven shit he's got him <laughs> <laughs> shit he's got him <laughs> one two three four fuck he's got the password god damn it Remind me to change the password on my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> That's a space ball one. If you guys didn't know, <laughs> and if you did, if you didn't get it, stop listening. <laughs> Don't want your shit in my house. Can one day an advisor to the president in a movie be ugly? They're always handsome or attractive or beautiful, like. Have you? Can you ever think of any movie where the president has an has an advisor who's? I'm not saying ugly, but like not Hollywood level attractive. Like just, I feel that that person isn't hot in real life. I don't know. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, for example. Cruise round looking for chicks. <laughs> Just Do, we know for a <laughs> Do we know why these guys are on a first name basis with each other? No, because oh, they, they they used to work together. Oh, okay, all right. Like he's a former CIA operative. Oh, that's right. All oh, branches wow. of government are involved in this movie.
That's some energy right there. No kidding. That's big dick energy. Yeah. Tommy Lee <laughs> Jones. Yeah. He just put that dick in that in that microphone he was talking into. <laughs> what are you gonna do after you get the inventory? Like they're nuclear weapons, you fuck. They're not nukes, they're just Tomahawk missiles. Oh, they oh, but can't they, they uh, can do a lot of damage. Thirty two of them can like decimate yeah. a city. Or I'm confusing my history with with my fiction. <laughs> They were like us. Th- those weapons were super popular in in uh, the first um, Iraq War, uh, Operation Desert Storm. Yes. Okay, that's where I've heard that. before. Yeah. Everybody, look at the nuclear launch code. Plain to see. <laughs> Nobody hits a secret anymore. Somebody's like ColecoVision is the radar. <laughs> My phone has more processing power than that room. <laughs> it's like a game of Caterpillar or Worm from like a Nokia 5150. <laughs> I mean, you didn't wake him up before that. <laughs> you know? Well, we just lost a ship. <laughs> Maybe we should wake the president. Who wants to call him, guys? So in hijack, let, let me sleep until they know the codes. <laughs> By the way, they know the codes. For God's sake, can't a motherfucker sleep in peace? <laughs> just Bush going off. Slaps George W. on the way. Just constantly putting out fires. Not going to do it. Not going to put the phone up. <laughs> I'm baiting. I'm baiting. That's my bad January. Why are they playing Lego with the ship again, Martin? They're trying to transport the missiles so they can sell them to the sub. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's their way of yeah. That's yeah. how they yeah. bring them from one end to the other. <clears throat> I told you I love this movie, man. I've seen it so many times. <laughs> It honestly feels point break to me. Like it, it just, you know how, like there's that, that way, that recipe to make a film like this. It's just got that, that feel to it, which is comfortable. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. As much as like, it's, it's cheesy action shit. It's just a well done act. It's a good action movie. That's what it is. You know, they don't bring it's, it is cheesy, but it's not to the point where it's like, you know, like, Commando, I roll just, in. you know, yeah. Commando was like, I love Commando, but it was it was definitely cheesy. Yeah, <laughs> the original title was Dreadnought, which was the actual name of the Royal Navy HMS Dreadnought, launched in 1906. Oh, battle was the battleship was so advanced its name became synonymous with the class of warships that followed it. The original title to this movie, and that was the end of the commentary. Thank you very much for listening, and definitely check out the real debaters. All the links will be in the description. Martin Navarro and Michael Tro were fantastic guests. So much so that it actually gave me an idea for a future thing. But I want to make sure I record that before I actually blab and get it all sorted. So check you guys out next week. And Steven Seagal month is done. Fantastic. Fuck you, Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm.